baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Week, a jury found Jennifer Crumley guilty of manslaughter. This was after her son killed four students at a Michigan high school in 2021. And to give us his thoughts on this potentially precedent-setting case is Scott Rosenblum, the president and founding member of Rosenblum, Schwartz, Fry, and Johnson. Scott, thank you for your time this morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Good morning, Scott. Hey, Brad Young here. And full disclosure, uh, I uh, I do have to tell you, I regularly practice in front of your son, Cole, administrative law judge. Uh, so, uh, you know, put in a good word for me. Uh, but here's, oh, absolutely. I will. <laughs> here, here's the question. I, I want to start off generally and then move to the specific, because from at least from my perspective, isn't this the first time, uh, at least been reported the first time, that parents have been held criminally responsible for a son who shoot who shot and killed others. Isn't this the first time that's happened? Yeah, I, I mean, in this type of novel approach, I mean, obviously, if they're somehow complicit in the crime or acting with another, I've seen that before. But this is sort of a novel approach that they had some duty, which they violated and that they were grossly negligent in violating that duty. Um, uh, some fairly unique facts, I guess, to give rise to that. But certainly, it, it I mean, it could open up some floodgates for some interesting prosecutions. Well, and here's where I want to move to the specific, Scott, because at least from my perspective, the core of the state's case against Jennifer Crumbly was the fact that, that her son Ethan had shown himself to be emotionally disturbed, and instead of intervening, she kind of left him to his own, and that she had a duty to act. But in this case, Ethan was charged as an adult. He was convicted as an adult. So isn't it somewhat contradictory that the state of Michigan charged Ethan as an adult, convicted him as an adult, and then convicted his mom of not taking care of her son as a child when he was, in fact, in fact convicted as an adult? I would agree. But, I mean, he was in, her, in his care, so there is this parenti loco type approach. Um, and I think as far as disregarding his mental his mental situation, apparently there were some diaries where he was placing in the diary that he kept reaching out to his parents for help, and they essentially disregarded it. And I think that combined with um, the fact that in, in spite of that, the father had recently purchased the weapon that was used, and the mother, like the day before, the day our, our very close proximity, took him to the shooting range. So, I mean, there were some other, I would think, uh, sort of explosive facts. However, I think it's still a reach for that type of prosecution. And, and, and one more question. You raised, Scott, this issue of, of Ethan's emotional state. And part of the evidence that was submitted at the trial came from the superintendent of the school, Tim Throne, who said, and I'm quoting, at no time did counselors believe that Ethan might harm others based on his behavior, which seemed calm and he appeared calm. So if, if his demeanor was calm and counselors weren't 
uh, necessarily felt that there was a threatening situation with Ethan. How could the parents, at least in this instance so far, the mother, be held criminally responsible for not noticing his behavior if the school counselors didn't even notice that behavior? Certainly, I agree with you, and I think it's a stretch. And under that theory, uh, the school counselors or superintendent could be equally responsible. Yeah, and then when I was looking at previous shooters, like the Highland Park shooter, the dad was accused of wrongdoing because he signed his son's application for the Illinois Firearms Owner's Identification Card, and he pleaded guilty to misdemeanor reckless conduct charges. There was also in Virginia, the six-year-old boy who shot his teacher, and the mother pleaded guilty to a state child neglect charge. And those types of charges, they make more sense because of the actions or inactions of the parent. This one, of course, being involuntary manslaughter is escalated. But I almost feel like maybe it's not as precedent setting as it could be primarily because the parents' actions were so either egregiously neglectful or enabling of their son. Am I being naive on that one, on the precedent that this could or couldn't set? No, not necessarily. I mean, there are prosecutions fairly regularly for child endangerment and things of that nature. For instance, if a parent leaves a firearm around and a two-year-old or a child or an adolescent takes a gun and shoots himself or shoots somebody else, or if they're leaving narcotics around, things of that nature, you get into child endangerment charges. So it's similar, a similar theory. It's just unusual, as you said, that the per- that the kid was prosecuted as an adult and and uh, the parents were held uh, criminally liable. Um, but again, you have to look at, I guess it's got to be a fact-specific type thing. You can't just open up the floodgates and every time your kid, because you're the father or the mother um, of that child or young adult, commits a crime that you're going to be responsible for not somehow interac- uh, interceding and preventing it. That seems to me like a very high burden to impose on parents. It does indeed. We're talking to criminal defense attorney Scott Rosenblum. And, Scott, uh, the the father uh, in this instance, Jeff Crumbly, his case proceeds to trial on March 15. And one of the main defenses to a charge of involuntary manslaughter is the defense of, I'm not the person who's responsible, someone else is responsible. So as you're gazing with your experience and looking at the criminal defense trial of Jeff Crumbly that's going to start in March, can he and his defense team now take the position that since the mother has already been found criminally responsible for the acts of the son, does that provide the father, Jeff, with an added defense to his four charges of involuntary manslaughter? Yeah, clearly it adds. Uh, it would add a defense. Uh, the law would prevent the conviction of the mother coming into evidence unless she would testify um, on, on the father's behalf. And it could be introduced for impeachment of her. But um, he can certainly point the finger at her. Now, whether the jury would know independently that she was convicted or not, that would have to be something that would be dealt with in jury selection.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.